Up to the Mishnah on Daftsadi Bey's Amid Aleph. The Mishnah says, It's a very like, um, till now we've been dealing with it. If you hurt someone, you have to pay for Busha, for Tsar, for Nezek, all these things. But you can give all the money you want. You still have to ask Mechila. Meaning, don't think that you could just pay your way out of this. If you hurt someone, you still need Mechila. The money is not replacement of that. Their money is an addition. Shinemar, how do I know that you still have to be Michael someone? So it's interesting. The Gemara brings a Makar for Mechila, and that is Va'ata Hoshev Eishis. The Pasuk describes when Avimelech uh, took Sarimenu because he thought Sarah was the sister of Avram Avinu, and he took Sarimenu. So the Pasuk says that Hashem said, Return. Uh, he's a Navi, return his wife, which, by the way, the Gemara in a little bit is going to ask a question, is like, return because he's a Navi, and if he wasn't a Navi, you don't have to return the wife, it's obviously not, but return him because he's a Navi, and then the Pasuk says, the end of the Pasuk, which the Gemara doesn't quote, is that um, the, the Pasuk says, at the end, I don't have a full Pasuk of here, um, that's the next Pasuk, so the Pasuk says, um, well, one second. The Pasuk says at the end that he has to ask for forgiveness. I don't know what's in the Pasuk. Um, hold on one second. I don't have the Chomish in front of me. Oh, the end of the Pasuk says that, um, that Avimelech gave them gifts. I don't have it in front of me. Avimelech gave them sheep and flocks. Whatever. So that's, that's Avimelech's way. He returned the wife. And then he, he his apologies. So the Gemara, then Mishnah says, How do I know that if the person asks forgiveness that you're supposed to accept it? And if you don't, then you're being the achzar, meaning that his, his job is to ask forgiveness and your job is to accept it if the person is, is sincere about it. Because Avram is Avram for Avimel. So you see from Avimel that he asked forgiveness that that's what you have to do. And you see from Avram Avinu's acceptance of the forgiveness that that also is very important. Okay. Ha'imer, same The Pasuk says that if someone says, blind my eye, kotes yadi, cut off my hand, shabbos, ragli, break my leg, meaning you tell someone, punch me, <laughs> hit me. So what's the halach? And then he does. The halach is chayv, he still has to pay. Meaning, you, there's no mechila on an injury. You can't be moichel someone to injure you. We assume that when he says, hit me, He's just upset and he's, you know, not really thinking properly, but he doesn't actually mean, hit me. And then if he does punch you, the guy has to pay. Amenas lifter, let's say the guy says, hit me, and I, I won't take you to court. Still chayv. It's still, a, we don't believe that a person actually uh, forgives. He, he, he's upset and he's, he's, he's just uh, worked up. But, but let's say a person, instead of saying, hit me, he says, break my couch, or break my vase, or break this, you still chayiv. Again, same premise. You, you, can't, you can't just do it because the guy says so. But, says the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to address why this is, but if a person says, break my couch and I won't take you to court, you can't take him to court. Now, what's interesting is, by punch me in the face and I won't take you to court, you take him to court. Break my couch and don't take, and I won't take it to court. You don't take it to court. So there's a difference between breaking financial and physical. And the Gemara is going to address exactly what is the difference. Why is it that by financial, by a finance, breaking my items, if I say that you could do it and I'm moichel and I won't take it to court, um, that, that's a mechila. But physical assault, not. The Gemara is going to address why that is. Then the Mishnah said, Let's say I tell Adam, hey, beat him up. So I tell you to beat him up. The halacha is chayev. Again, chayev. 
Bein begufa bein money, and over here the chayiv is you because ein shliach varavera. So I, the sender, is not chayiv. The aggressor is chayiv because that's not what you're allowed to do. Okay, now the Gemara says, Although the Mishnah said that you have to pay for embarrassment, do not think that by paying for embarrassment you yoytze zayin. Rather, if you have cause and mental anguish, meaning in addition to the embarrassment. There's a tsar, tsar of, you know, not physical payment. There's, there's, he's upset. Then you could bring all the karbonus in the world, a nimcholoi at shiavakish mimeno. All the karbonus in the world aren't going to help you. You have to ask mechila. Shenemar, hoshev, Hashem said to Avimelech, return Sarah to Avram because he's a navi. And again, the end of the pasuk is that he told Avimelech to ask forgiveness, to, to appease. Now, the question just, the Gemara just has a question. The pasuk says, return. Avram Avinu's wife, because Avram is a Navi. And if he wasn't a Navi, you could take someone's wife. So the Gemara says, You only have to return the wife because she's a Navi. And if she wasn't, an, if, if Avram wasn't a Tzadik and he wasn't a Tamachacham, you could keep his wife. What, what are you talking about? So the Gemara says, No. You're reading it wrong. Return his wife. Stop. Return his wife. You return the man's wife. Kama. When, when Hashem said, He's a Navi, what Hashem was addressing the second point. There's a point that, there's like a hidden point that was never being uttered. And that is, Avi Melech felt, or at least could feel, that he didn't do anything wrong. Why? Avram Avinu said, This is his sister. So Avi Melech is saying, Listen, I took his wife, I'll return the wife, but I'll be honest with you, he said, My sister. To that, Hashem said, No, he's a Navi, meaning, Hashem said, Avi Melech, return the wife. Kama, period. Ah, you're going to have a taina that you didn't do anything wrong because he claimed that Sarah was his sister and Sarah claimed that Avram was his brother. Novihu, no, 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 no. He's, he's a tzaddik, meaning, Novi actually refers to, Rashi says, is like a teacher. He's a teacher, meaning, Kvarlimid, he already taught the following. Avram Avinu used to teach. This was one of his, I mean, it's a seichel de gazach, but this is what he taught. Achsanoi shebaleir, Avram Avinu used to tell people that when you go to a city, you want to know if the city is friendly or not? What do they ask you about? If they ask you about your business, and they ask you about your job, and they ask you about your food, and where you want to eat, and what's a good restaurant, they're safe. If the first thing they ask you is, is that woman your sister or your wife? Uh-oh. So Avram Avinu, he's a Navi, meaning he learned, he already learned, and he taught others how to respond. So it's not... He's not at fault. It's not like you're, you're faultless. Why? I, he claimed his sister. He only claimed his sister because he could tell that the, the place wanted to attack her. And he could tell that he was going to get killed. Meaning, how they treated Avram was how he responded. And Navihu, he already taught people the proper way. And he knew what to do. So you, you, you're not faultless. It's how they attacked. That's how Avram didn't just go into the city proclaiming, hey, this is my sister, take her. It's that he, he was sensing from the way they were acting on him that they were being aggressive. And therefore, he was forced to do this. And the Gemara says, The fact that we see from this that Avimelech should have learned, meaning, although, listen, Avimelech used to give a class about proper etiquette and proper midas. And one of his classes, he said, this is how you uh, treat uh, a new guest in the city. And because of this, Avram had to respond. Avimelech never went to that class. He never went to that shir. The answer is, not a taina. You should have learned. Meaning, a ben noyach does not get excused because he doesn't know something. He should learn. 
And therefore, although Avimelech was never officially taught the proper etiquette, he should know enough to learn and to make sure that his people in his city are acting proper. The Gemara says, Ki otzar, otzar Hashem. Now we're going to, before we go back to the topic, it says that part of the punishment of Avimelech, and that's how he knew Sarah was a little bit different, was the second he took Sarah, Hashem closed off, Otsar, Otsar Hashem. Hashem closed off all the uh, whole orifices, the openings of the body. Now this opening, by the way, is not what you thought. You'd think it's like urine or excrement. No, no, this was uh, birth. He stopped all the orifice, meaning, says the Gemara, it says, Otsar, Otsar, double lush, and why? Because Hashem closed off two openings. How so? That Hashem closed off the man. Men were not able to have relations. Nothing came out of their body. It was closed off, because that's part of the reproduction. And the women was closed off, was that part of the body of expelling Shechazer was closed off, and giving birth. So they were able to go to the bathroom, but all things related to reproduction stopped. That's Otsar Otsar. The Gemara then continues another pshat. Actually, the Gemara says, in addition to reproduction being closed off, urine was not possible. So by men, men were not able to urinate and weren't able to have any, uh, anything come out during relations. And women were closed off three ways. Couldn't give birth, Shechvazer, and the current urine. Those were the three, so that's what it was affecting people. Shechvazer, and a third view, which is everything was closed off. Reproduction, urine, and excrement. Everything was closed off. Ravina Omar, Shloisha Be'ish, Shechvazer, and Arba Be'ish, Shechvazer, so all that was closed off. Um, fine. Now, the Pasuk says, Ba'ad kol rechem, every orifice, what's every? Kol rechem, what's that adding? Even eggs didn't. Even chickens didn't lay eggs. A complete stop of all reproduction until sorrow was returned. Now the Gemara continues. This is a very, very famous Gemara. This is, I feel, I'm not that kanoyish today, but I feel it's a little bit misused. I think it's maybe a lot bit misused. Where is the source? By the way, this is going to be what we do for the next da- The rest of the daf is a conversation between Rava and Rabbi Barmari asking for sources in Tanakh for what people say. So this is the first one of, I think, about like seven or eight. The first one is, what's the source that people say? That if I daven for you and I need it, I'll be answered first. So let's say if someone needs a refuah, Reuven needs a refuah, but so does Shimon. So Reuven davens for Shimon. Reuven will actually be answered first. What's the source for this? The source is, The Pesach says that Eov davened for his friend, then Hashem had compassion on Eov. So he davened for others, he got answered first. And Amrle, Rabbi Ramari said, Rabbi said to Ramari, I have a different source, which is our discussion, which is, the Yispal Avram Elohim, Right, again, Avramida doesn't have kids yet. Sarah is taken by Avimelech, and there's a complete close on all reproduction. Avramavinu davins for Avimelech to be able to have children again, and what happens? That Hashem remembered Sarah like before, meaning that she was already, that Tvil was already answered when she was with Avimelech, she was already pregnant with Avramavinu. It was already. Kasher Amar, then he says, Kasher Omer Avram Avimelech, that when Avram Avinu davens for Avimelech, 
he was answered before Abimelech was answered. I guess, I guess retroactively. You have to know the timeline of the things. Now, by the way, what I mean that's a little bit taken misuse is I've heard of like organizations where like if you need something, you get someone else's name. I don't think that's how it works. I, I think the way it works is that if I, let's say, need Parnasa, and so do you, and I daven for you, hoping that this formula will help me, I don't think that that's what this is. What this is is that if you, if you feel so moved to daven for another Yid, and you're still bothered by this, and you're selfless enough to, withstand, to push aside your own sire, to have Rahmanis on someone else, Hashem answers. But if you dive in purely out of like a loophole, like it's, like it's a cheat code on a video game, I, I can't imagine that that's... Uh, but I, I've heard of organizations where like, you literally type in your name and then you'll get someone else's name, you technically dive in for them and you'll be answered. That's not, that's not what this came out. I, I, that was not what Avram Avinu was doing. Avram was not diving to Avimel hope uh, with the assumption that he would be taken care of first. The Gemara continues though. Now we're going to just list different conversations. Again, Rava and Rabbi Armari asking for biblical sources for concepts that people were saying. We're run through. Where is the source for the colloquialism that people say? With the thorns, the cabbage gets destroyed. Meaning, if let's say you have a, a cabbage patch. Oh, that's what that means. A cabbage patch. And then there's thorns. And you're taking the thorns out, sometimes it might rip up some cabbages. Meaning, when you're getting rid of the bad, sometimes a little bit of the good might go with it. Collateral damage, as they say. The Pasuk says in Yermia that uh, Yermia said to Klal Yisrael, Why are you all fighting with me? Not all of Klal Yisrael was fighting with Hashem, but once you're cleaning out, some good gets sort of washed away with it. Baby with the bathwater. Rava says to Rabbi Murray, I have a different source. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, this is, uh, this is that uh, where, where some Jews were Mechal Shabbos, going for the Mon, Hashem says, uh, last expression, sorry. Hashem says, uh, Why are you refusing to keep my Torah? It's like, they didn't do anything wrong. The answer is, once, once some people are, once you get rid of the thorns, some cabbages might get a little bit uh, uh, ruined as well. Keep going. Amalei Rav Exactly. Ksiv, ksiv, umikse, exactly. Mikse achiv loka chamish anashim. The Pasuk says that Yosef brought five of his brothers to Paro. When they came down, he only took five. So this is a very famous Rashi, that he didn't want to take all ten, and he only picked five. He picked five of the weaker ones, because he was afraid that if he showed off the power of Yehuda and the power of you know, Shimon and Levi, then Paro would want to put them as warriors in, in the service. So he took five of the weaker brothers. So the Gemara says, Maninu Chamisha, who are the five that he brought in front of Paro? It's the ones that when Moshe Rabbeinu, at the end of his life, gave brachas to Klal Yisrael in V'zay Sabracha, the five of them that he repeated their names. There are five Shvatim. I think it's God, Naftali, Don, no. Zvulun, God, Asher, Naftali, and and Don. Those are the five. So those five, the Pasuk repeats it. Why? Because they were weaker, Moshe Rabbeinu was giving them more brachas, more brachas, because they needed it. So those five that are weaker, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu repeating your name is a symbol of physical weakness, those were the five 
that Yosef brought in front of Paro because he did not want to show off how strong they were. He wanted to downplay it. Now the Gemara just has a question. You're telling me that repeating your name is a symbol of weakness. You know whose name is repeated? Yehuda. The Pasuk says in Yehuda, it's the name is repeated throughout the bracha. So Yehuda was... Yehuda was the king. He was not a weak man. So Gemara says, Yehuda nami yichbo mechbo. Yehuda's name is repeated. So how could you say that it's a sign of weakness when the Pasuk definitely repeats Yehuda's name? So, not in the same place. This is in, uh, um, this is in, at the end of, the end of, uh, uh, this is Yaakov Avinu giving brachas to Yehuda. And it says the name twice. Moshe Rabbeinu repeated the names only five times. But by Yehuda, this is the end of Vayichi. The Moshe was in the same place. What did you say? Was it? Correct. Correct. It's in the same pasuk. Yehuda is repeated not by Moshe, it's by repeated by Yaakov Avinu. The pasuk says, uh, "I have it over here on the side." It's the end of uh, it's the, in the Vayichi. I don't I don't know about that, but the pasuk brings down that it says Yehuda twice. It's actually not in the same pasuk. Um, yeah. No, no. It's it's, it's yeah. The pasuk by Yehuda. The, the Yaakov Avinu repeats Yehuda's name twice. It's in uh, the end of Bayechi. So the question is, why is that repeated? So the Gemara is going to, this is a very famous medrash, which we, I think we've had before. We do Saita, we did Saita already. We've had this before in Saita. The Gemara describes how Yehuda's repetition was not in order to give him a bracha because he was weaker. He was given a bracha for another reason, and that is, I'll just say it outside, we'll see it inside, that when Yehuda made a deal with Yaakov Avinu, he said, if I don't get Binyamin, my I won't have rest, meaning my, my soul won't have rest. We see from this Gemara that when a tzaddik makes a, basically like a curse, even with a stipulation, it's going to come true. And because of this, for all the years in the desert, Yehuda's bones were rattling. There was no menucha to his neshama. Mo, mo, the, the, the repeating bracha is in order to try to help him in that process. The Gemara says, Yehudi nami is in Yehuda also repeated. So the Gemara says, no. His, repeated, his repetition was for a different reason. The other brachas were repeated because they were weaker. But when Yehuda, it's repeated for a separate reason. How so? The following story. My what does it mean that when Moshe Rabbeinu said a brach at the end of his life, he said, right? Reuven should live and he should not die. And his men should be numerous. Vizaisli Yehuda. And this is for Yehuda. There's like a connection between Yehuda and Reuven. What's the connection? So the Gemara says, All the 40 years that the Jews were in the desert, Yehuda's bones were rattling in the Aaron. This is because of the curse that he set upon himself if he didn't bring back Binyamin. And therefore his bones were rattling. Moshe at the end of his life with saying, Yehuda, the bracha for Yehuda was a bracha, was a tefillah that Yehuda should go back to that place where he was. So the Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Yehuda. We know that Yehuda famously confessed to being with Tamar. It was a great self-sacrifice. We also know that Reuven, on some level, did an Avera, whatever, he mixed the beds around, whatever that Avera was. The Pasuk says that he admitted to it. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, who, had, who gave him the Kayach to admit that sin? It was seeing Yehuda. Yehuda was like the example of tshuva. So, Yehuda. You know what gave Reuven the Kayach to do tshuva? And Al-Yamas? Zaisli Yehuda. So how is that? You're not going to... He should have a schos. So the Gemara says, 
Miyad Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. Then we're going to continue the Pesukim of, 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 of uh, Zaysa Bracha. The Pesukim says, Kol Yehuda, Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda, that Hashem heard the Tvilas and he allowed the body to rest. Al Ivari Lashafe, and because of this Tvila, Yehuda's limbs entered their joints. Baloi Havakamaskimasivdirakia. Still, he was not entered in the heavenly base measures. Then the Pasuk continues, Bring him back to his people, which is in the heavenly base measures. So now his tefillah is answered. Now Yehuda is, he's menucha, and he's in the heavenly base measures. But here's the problem. He wasn't able to follow the Shvatim. His Torah, didn't, uh, he wasn't connected to the Torah in such a way that he could follow him. He couldn't, he couldn't argue in Torah. There was, he was in the base measures, but he was sort of like watching as an outsider. He wasn't involved with the other brothers, whatever that means. So Yod of Ravloi, so Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, his hand should be strong, let him get into it. But Loi have a Selig Shemite. So now he's into, already he's arguing and he's, he's as strong as the other brothers in Torah. But Loi have a Selig, Le Shemite, Ali B'Dilchasa. But he couldn't paskin in Shemayim. The Ezer Mitzarev Tiyah. To that, Moshe Rabbeinu said, the Ezer Mitzarev Tiyah, that he should win against his adversaries, meaning that he should paskin, that we should paskin like him. That's that, uh, that's that story. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Um, fine. So the Gemara says, yeah. So the Gemara says like this: Another exchange. Again, they're asking for sources, biblical sources for concepts that people used to say. So Where's the source that it says that poverty follows the poor? The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Where's that from? So Amar The Mishnah says, Ashirim mevim bikurim that the Ashirim, wealthy people, would bring Bikurim in baskets of gold and silver, while poor people would bring it in baskets of uh, pieces of uh, you know, willow branches together. But for the poor people would give their baskets to the Kehanim, the rich people would take it back. So because the poor people would give their baskets, the poor got poorer. The rich stayed richer because they took their baskets back. Now Rashi says, um, So why is it... So why is it that the um, yeah? So like it sounds like the rich are just being stingy. I, I think the pshat is is that because uh, the poor people were not bringing enough bikurim, they felt compelled to give their baskets, which caused them to be poorer in the long run. As opposed to the rich, they gave enough, and they were able to take their baskets home. So that's the source that the poor get poorer because the poor would bring their baskets and give it, so they would even lose their baskets. The poor get poorer. It's an interesting. Uh, you get you get um, you get uh, you get a penalty for not having enough money in the bank. No, see, you get a penalty, like your your account is low. You get a penalty. You you have a low account because you don't have any money. The penalty is not going to help. That's part of the part of the uh, you know this is the poor get poor. True, but the question is, no, fair, but the question is, why wouldn't the rich just give their gold and silver? I guess they didn't feel compelled to do so, right? I mean, they could have. They could have donated the gold and silver. They didn't feel compelled to do so. That's a good point. So the Gemara says, You're giving that source for the poor get poor. I have a different source. Go on the next page. The Pasuk says regarding Mitzayra, meaning once you tame, you get more tame. Tuma attracts Tuma, poor attracts poor. Okay, another exchange. What's the source that the rabbis used to say? Eat early in the day. 
in the summer because the heat, in the winter because it's cold, meaning eat early in the day, and that's very healthy. Do not, don't start your, don't like, intermittent fast, eat in the morning. Breakfast is important. People used to say, 60 runners will run, but they won't catch someone who eats bread in the morning. Meaning, eating breakfast is very important. What's the source that breakfast is important? So the Pasuk says, so Pasuk, uh, do not fast, and do not be thirsty, and the heat in the sun won't, 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 uh, won't hit you. Meaning, I guess, uh, if you eat in the morning and you're not hungry, you're not thirsty, then the sun, the sun won't get you. Then you'll be fine. The Gemara says, Amr Eloi, Rabbi says, I have a different source. The Pasuk says, you should serve Hashem's creation of that's Shachris. The Pasuk then says, right after Shachar is, you eat bread and you drink water. Then, what's the next Pasuk? You won't be ill. Meaning, if you eat in the morning, you won't be ill. The Gemara continues on this idea, this illness, that's referring to um, too much bile of the gallbladder. Breakfast, a healthy breakfast can remove bile of the gallbladder. But Lama and why is this called a machla, an illness? Because it can cause 83 illnesses. Uh, problems with the gallbladder bile can cause other illnesses. Machla is gematria hachiavin. Machla is gematria 83. The kulon, and you want to get rid of all these 83 illnesses, you know how you do it? Pas b'melech shacharis, having a good breakfast in the morning, the ketan shamayim, and drink a pitcher of water, mevatl, and it'll neutralize it. Okay, the sixth of our discussions. I'm just curious, pas b'melech, you're translating that as being a good breakfast, maybe it's the opposite. No, because the pas is a lawyer of venu, I'm just, don't be hungry. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, yeah, I think the pas is saying that you should eat. Uh, well, the water. Oh, water? <laughs> now you now, now drink water. <laughs> that's true. In my military. Fair enough. Or w- water was wine. <laughs> the Gemara continues. What's the source? That the people used to say, If your friend calls you a donkey, put, put, your, put your saddle on. Meaning that if, if, if your friend calls you out and it's something you actually did wrong, don't deny it and lie and fall. Just say, you're right. What's the source that you should say, yeah, you're right. I, I, I won't do that again. I apologize. What's the source that if a guy calls you a donkey, put, put your saddle on. So the Gemara says, Amalei, meaning that if you have something that you're not perfect about, instead of pretending to be better than you are, just be honest. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says that the Malach said to Hagar, and he called her the mid-servant, maidservant of Sarah. He called her her flawed. And, and what did she say? I'm running from my, uh, my master. Meaning, Hagar didn't deny it. She didn't pretend that she was a free woman. She said, yeah. You call me a donkey? Yeah, that's fine. There's a certain honesty to that, and that's important. The Gemara continues, What's the source that people say? This is interesting, because you have to know exactly how far this goes. But that if you have a flaw, just get it out in the open. Tell people first, get it out in the open, as opposed to pretending and hiding. Again, this doesn't mean to mention your Averis, but it means that if there's something you're not perfect about, instead of pretending and lying on your resume, just tell people what you're about, and they'll, they'll, they'll embrace the honesty. So the Gemara says, When Eliezer met them, first thing he says, I'm an Evan. I'll be honest with you, I'll put it out there. I am Eliezer, and I'm, I'm four years sober, you know, like he said what he is, and there's a certain uh, acceptance of that. 
The Gemara continues. What's the source that people say? That a duck, a goose, while it's flying low, its eyes are in the distance, meaning that there are certain people, very wise people, mostly the Gemara describes it as women, women are like this, that they, they might be flying low, but their eyes are, they're looking, they're playing the long game. So the Gemara says, the source of this was, is Abigail. The Pasuk says, uh, re- regarding uh, Abigail, that Abigail was married at the time to, uh, it was Novel, right? He was married to, married to Novel at the time, and not a good guy. Novel was being disrespectful to David HaMelech. David HaMelech wanted to kill Novel. Abigail got in the way, because David needed food for his soldiers. Novel refused. He said, who are you? You're not even the king. Um, so Abigail was like, hey, stop. Brought him food. And on her way out, she said, at the end of the conversation, she knew that Novel was not well, and she knew that his, he would not last forever. And she knew that David was the rightful future king. So she said to David HaMelech, Remember me. She was planning, and eventually they got married. She was planning. So she's flying low, but her eyes are, she's playing the long game. So when she met David HaMelech, she was like, remember me. She knew that someday she'll be single, and someday she'll meet David. So she was planning long, long game. And the taco worked out. What's the source that people say? Shitin tichli metay levava. 60 pain. The tooth has 60 pain. The kolchavre shamavalayachal. When you hear food and you're not a part of it, meaning there is a pain of being left out. FOMO. What's the source of FOMO? Fear of missing out. So the Gemara says, The Pasuk says that Nasan says to David, now Nasan's purpose of saying to David was that Adonayahu is having a rebellion against you and he had a meal and, he, and we weren't invited. But what he said was, I wasn't invited. On the simple level, he was saying, I didn't like that. I wasn't invited to the meal. I, I, I feel like I, I was... Now again, he wasn't... A, this is a, a Nasan Anavi. He's not, a, he's not upset that he missed out on a meal. What he was trying to portray is that uh, there's a... You got to deal with this. There's an uprising under your, uh, under your, in your midst. But what he was saying is, I feel that I didn't... I, I kind of feel... Like, you know, everyone else is having... Well, oh, so me. That's what we, and my family, we... Uh, we, we describe it as one of my nieces whenever she's like, oh, so me, oh, so me. She's like, two. So in my family, it's like, oh, one per- you, you can't buy soup for one person, get soup for everybody, because also oh, me. So it's the same concept. The Gemara continues, I'm really, Rav said, Atam mehasam, anam Rav says, I have a different source. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, oh, strange Gemara. The Pasuk says that Yitzchak married Rivka. What's the next Pasuk? And then it says, Yitzchak got married, and then Avram remarried. Why? Because Avram's like, well, that's not fun. I thought we, we had a pact. We're all remarrying. You remarry, I'm remarrying. So that, that's, again, it doesn't mean that Avram Avinu married Ketura purely out of FOMO, but you see the concept that if he's getting married, then eh, okay, let's do it. The Gemara continues... How do I know that? What's the source that people say? It's <laughs> funny. You, you, people, don't, people say thank you to the waiter, not to the owner. Right? Let's say someone hands you something. Right? Let's say I buy something from the store. I buy you a gift. But Menasha hands it to you. You'll probably say thank you to let's say like a salad. Right? Like a, 
like a big salad. You might hand it to that person. The person that hands it will uh, be the one that gets the thank you. Even though he, he didn't pay for it, he's not the owner. Like the waiter, you say thank you to the waiter. The waiter, the waiter just brought the food. You say thank you to the chef. Where is the concept in the Torah for such a thing? So the Gemara says, Yisrael, the Pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu appointed Yeshua. And it says, the Klal Yisrael said, oh, Moshe Rabbeinu appointed him. Uh, we're in. Let me ask you a question. You think Yeshua's qualities are because of Moshe Rabbeinu? It's because of God. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't make Yeshua. The Pesach says, oh, he had Ruach Ha, Ruach Ha, Ruach Bnei Adam, Yeshua was such a leader. And Klal Yisrael said, if Moshe Rabbeinu, oh, thank you, Moshe, for giving us a leader. Thank you, Moshe. That's Hashem. What's the answer? That's the life. That's the way of life. You don't thank the Creator. You thank the, the go-between. Another one. How do I know what people say? A dog, while it's hungry, will eat stones. Meaning, when you're hungry, you'll eat things that uh, were way below your standards before. What's the source? It says, A hungry soul, even bitter things are sweet. The Gemara continues, What's the source that people say? A bad palm grows next to bad trees. Meaning, if you got a, trees that are uh, not growing well, you'll have another tree. Now. Meaning, basically, uh, misery loves company. Or bad attracts bad, that type of thing. The Gemara says, I have a source from Taira, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. And I learned about in the mission of the Brisa. I have five sources, everything. Let's go through each one. Yiftach, who was not perfect, it says he attracted empty people. Empty attracts empty. The pastor says in, in, in Ksuvim, every bird lives with its kind, meaning if you're a bad bird, you'll bad kids attract bad kids, bad birds attract bad birds. And people are people like to stay with people that are similar. Uh, that's uh, people like to stay with people similar. I'll tell you after something good. Not for the recording. So the Gemara continues. Tanan Masisan. We learned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah also said it. It says, Kol HaMechuber L'Tameh Tameh. Right? Even from a halachic perspective, if you're connected to Tumah, you're Tumah. Because Tumah attracts itself. Kol HaMechuber L'Tameh Tameh. Utsinina Be'Braisa. And the last one is the Braisa. It says, Rav Lazar Oymer. Lo'i L'Chinam Halach Zarzir Eitz Ha'ariv. It's not for nothing that a Zarzir went next to the Ariv. A Zarzir is a non-kosher bird in the West Ha'ariv. Meaning non-kosher birds generally stay together. And it's for that reason. Amalei Rav, the Rav Amari, I think this is, um, I think number 13 of this. That's 14. The Gemara says, Amalei Rav, the Rav Amari, the Gemara says, What's the source that it says, If you ask for your friend and he doesn't answer, Throw a wall at him. Meaning, if you try to help your friend and he doesn't want help, let him fall. Meaning, sometimes let him hit rock bottom. You're trying to help him, he doesn't want to take the help, then instead of babying him, let him fall and he'll come to you. The Gemara says, the Pasuk is, The Pasuk says, Hashem says, I tried to cleanse you from your tahara, from your tumma, but you didn't want. So come tell me. I'll let you. you know, let, let him fall. 
The Gemara continues. What's the source that it says? If you drink from a well, don't throw dirt in it. Meaning, you drink from that well, don't ruin the well. What's the source? The source... Huh? Everything has to be sourced in the Torah. That's what. Everything has to be sourced. There's no MS unless it's sourced in the Torah. So the Gemara says, so the source is that you're supposed to not uh, uh, not uh, attack the Mitzrayim and not attack the Adami because they took care of you. We were stayed in Mitzrayim. At the end of the day, we were slaves, but they housed us there. Takar Satayv. The Gemara continues, Amalei Rava Larabba Barmari, Minoha Milsi Damri Inchi. What's the source that people say? Idalas Dura Delina. Idalai Loi Delina. If you lift the burden with me, I'll do it. If not, not. Meaning, sometimes you need help. That if a person, not just that, uh, the way Rashi describes it, um, people will generally not go into a business deal unless they have someone to help. Meaning, you need a partner. There's a concept of a partner. that You need someone to, to, to help lift the burden with you. What's the source? The Pasuk says by Devoira, that Devoira sent Barak to go to war. And Barak said, I'll go if you come with me. And you come with me. Yeah? You want sources because what we did two or three days ago. Oh, that's a good point, too. That's a good point. Um, so the Gemara says, the sources, because Barak said, I'll go to war if Devorah, you come with me. You have skin in the game, I'll, I'll do it. No skin in the game, I'm not interested. What's the source that people say? Okay. <laughs> When we were young, we were chashiv, but now that we're old, nobody cares about us. Right? People say, like, oh, when I was young, everyone wanted to talk to me, everyone cared about me. Now I'm just an old fart. What's the source for such a thing? So the Gemara says, What does it say about the Pasuk, about Klaus originally? The Pasuk says that when Klaus were young and were babies, Hashem is walking with us with the Ananiyah Kavir and the Omer Eish and fire. But Psaif, what does it say one with this? It says, When Klaus entered Israel and they were already older, Hashem said, I'm not going, I'm sending a Malach. Meaning when we were young, we were very chashim. We got old, then Hashem's like, hey, old fart. I'll send the Malach, I'm not, uh, not really interested. Right. My pleasure.